Good evening, afternoon, morning, whenever you end up watching or listening to this. Uh, it's Omar again with the Between the Stripes Podcast Network. Joining me again is a friend of the pod, James from At Brigade Review and Astro Football. Uh, James, how's everything going? Big weekend for uh, for us old grads uh, as we as we won our first leg of the Commander in Chief's Trophy against the Air Force Academy. Yeah, I don't know if you can tell which team I root for, uh, but uh, it was a a fun weekend for me in the Metroplex. I uh, I had a an Airbnb scheduled for eight months going into this weekend and they canceled on me uh, less than 24 hours before check-in. So I scrambled to find a place to stay. Oh, high school buddy let me stay at his place because he was out of town for the weekend. Uh, so it ended up working out, uh, but I'm really glad I went and I'm looking forward to going back next year. Yeah, I mean, from all the looks of it, it looked like a great event on TV and we'll go a little bit more uh, beyond that for the game experience. Um, yeah, I mean, huge win. It's interesting to see uh, Air Force and Army be a neutral site game or like pretty much any game in the in involving Air Force for the Commander in Chief's Trophy because uh, the last neutral site game for Air Force Army was 1965, something they mentioned on the broadcast at Soldier Field. And uh, the, and before that, there's only been three meetings, which uh, two coming at Soldier Field and one at Yankee Stadium, the inaugural meeting. Um, so I guess starting off, what were your initial takeaways of the venue, Globe Life part? Globe Life Field Park is the old one. Globe Life Field, like of sight lines and just the venue in general. Yeah, so actually the uh, the Indian Casino from up in Oklahoma on I thirty five South ended up buying the old stadium. So now that's Choctaw Stadium. So if you just call it Globe Life, it now means the new one. Um, but I really liked Globe Life. I really hate watching football in baseball stadia, but uh, this one was clearly designed to fit. Uh, to fit, you know, to, to host football games, and they did it well. I mean, yeah. So, so watching it from TV, I got kind of like Chase Field vibes from it. Um, going and I, I went to the Cheese Bowl in 2019 uh, with my friends, so I got kind of like like a Chase Field vibes, kind of reminded me of like an aircraft hangar, but but a bit nicer than uh, than Chase Field. Definitely a lot nicer for sure. Um, from also, where you're seeing, uh, a, a lot oh, nicer. Go ahead. Than, yeah, also a lot nicer than most aircraft hangers. So. Oh, certainly, certainly. I mean, and arguably the biggest game that'll be played there in a while because it doesn't look like the Rangers will um be well will write the shift. But um, anyway, no no shade there. But uh, yeah. So I guess what what area were you sitting? Like, did you enjoy the sight lines? And I mean, it kind of hurts because you're not a huge uh, ballpark football fan because I live for ballpark football. To be quite <laughs> honest with you. Yeah, I I love watching uh you know uh, football and really old stadia. And so watching like Harvard, Yale at Fenway would be a cool thing to do. Um, problem is, it's just, you know, what do you do with the 30 yards, 40 yards of outfield? Um, I was at the, so Army was the away team this year, which meant that the Army sideline had the, the extra blank space behind it. And I was at the 50 yard line in the second deck. Um, and the way they, they sort of designed it was most of the, you know, the baseball stadiums now, I guess I'll go sideways are, you know, the, the seats kind of come back like in a football stadium. So there's no, you know, blind spots above you. This stadium is kind of old school out in that, in that right field area where the, the upper deck is on top of the lower deck for a lot of it, um, which is awesome because it keeps those upper deck seats relatively close to the field, which you really need when you're already sitting 30 to 40 yards back from the sideline. Um, it, it was, you know, it's clear that they had that in mind when, when they uh, designed it. 
Um, we were canted a little bit away from the 50 yard line or, you know, sideline, you know, so if the sideline is like this, we were a little bit canted, but it was nothing atrocious. Um, I was standing for most of the game anyway, so it didn't matter. Um, I, I, it was a really good ballpark for football. It didn't have all the downsides that most ballparks have. I mean, I'm not, I'm not surprised that it didn't because it seems like a lot of these ballparks, um, as they get built, like, uh, you know, they're getting they're getting better at, at, I guess, accommodating football, like with that in mind, like there aren't any uh, 2010 Wrigley Field incidents, which uh, speaking of Wrigley in two weeks, Northwestern Purdue, um, at least both end zones were used this week. So definitely a plus always. I mean, that that means they accomplished the mission right there as it is. Also, the, the pinstripe ball did that a while back, I believe, as well. Oh, really? One end zone? Uh, yeah, they went one end zone of the pinstripe ball for the same issue. And then they ended up fitting when they when they did the most recent uh, alteration to Yankee Stadium, they fixed that. Okay. No, I I never heard about that. I'll have to I'll have to look into that for sure. Um so yeah, like definitely definitely a plus. I guess in terms of attendance, we move on to attendance. Um the, uh, an official number wasn't released on the box score the day after. I had to find a tweet um that said that the attendance was at 32,000 about 80% capacity which um i guess global Life parks or global Life field is a it's a pretty small ballpark uh, rel- like relative to the rest of them but were you surprised are you surprised with that attendance number of 32,000 or about 80% full um did you yeah. think it's going to be higher i thought it would be a little bit higher i mean the surprising thing about that is that's the lowest number for an army air force game since i think 2006 or so um so it's a pretty low number the, the flip side is there's a lot of corporate money coming in, right? So when this game gets played at the academy, it's, it's just another home game, which is good for the, the local fans and you get a home sellout and, and all that, but you don't get the Lockheed money coming in for the Commander's Classic, right? So, so having that trophy and, and that branding brings in a lot of money, which is, I think, why they did it. Um, and, and so maybe it makes it viable to, to do that and pay the rent to the stadium if, you know, if, if you're going to get that extra uh, corporate sponsorship in there. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, uh, just thinking about it, like, it's kind of strange, I guess, that USAA or even Lockheed Martin doesn't, I guess, attach themselves to the broadcast, the regular uh, Air Force uh, legs of the of the Commander Chiefs trophy. Um, but I mean, again, like this neutral site pre- presented that opportunity, which I mean, it's good. Um, I guess, uh, do you see this being like a long-term thing, the Commander's Class, or just being like every like a once-in-a-while thing? Yeah, so we talked to uh, the the Astro Football crew the first time we interviewed the Army Athletic Director, Mike Buddy, um, was the past off-season. We asked him about that, and he said that um, that he, he didn't think that money-wise it was going to make sense uh, long-term, that this might be a, a two- um, a two-year thing, and that would be it. Um, but that was also, you know, eight months ago. So, so who knows? Um, his attitude might have changed. Uh, obviously, this was huge for, you know, the Army brand. If Army had gone and won a game in Colorado Springs this week, you know, who, who barely would have made news. Um, so, so maybe that changes mind. Maybe, maybe we'll see more of it. Uh, but it's a good question for my buddy in the offseason. I got to see him this weekend, actually. Very briefly, absolute class act. So, uh, no, he seemed like a class act for sure. Um, in the years yeah. that I was at the academy, uh, always, always a fun brief, like the most fun brief to go to for sure. Um, but yeah, so I guess moving on to, I guess, sort of our last topics, uh, future venues for Army Air Force. 
Uh, I guess I'm going to spitball a venue and then I want your opinion on it. So starting off the, the first or the last neutral site game, of course, Chicago, um, I'm going to stay with the ballpark theme and go with Wrigley field or guaranteed rate field home of the white Sox. your opinion on those venues. Well, I hope to God that it's not in guaranteed rate. I mean, that's just as someone who's been to over, you know, I think I've been to like 24 of the 30 ballparks in MLB. That, that's, that's up there with my least favorite. Um, I mean, there's just nothing special about that stadium. Uh, Wrigley, I would be down to see a game in Wrigley. Um, the problem is there's not a whole lot of Army or Air Force bases around there. I don't imagine. I'm not, I'm not too familiar with the Air Force bases there. I know it's a big Navy area because they have uh, Great Lakes where they do their, you know, their basic training. Um, so I'm not sure. You, you have to get the population of Chicago out for the game, and, and I'm not. I'm not entirely sure that would happen. Um, so I, I'd like to see it selfishly. I really like the venue of Wrigley. I really like the venue of Soldier Field. I'm, I'm just not so sure that they could guarantee the ticket sales. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I guess like they really depend on the bases, which is why I guess old Texas location for uh, the Commander's Classic made a lot of sense. So, and it's tough. I mean, unless there's like a huge, um, I guess, alumni base from West Point in the Chicago Metro and same thing for the Air Force Academy maybe they'd come through because Army hasn't played Northern Illinois in a, in a good while or even like in that metro area so well well the other thing with Chicago is you know uh, as you you know as an Army fan the, the 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 when it was called Soldier Field the christening of that name for the stadium was I believe it was the 1924 Army Navy game like that that year could be wrong but it was a 14 26. Okay. Yeah. It was a 14-14 tie. And it, it was not the first football game in the stadium, but it was the when they first called it Soldier Field. Um, so I would really like to see Army play a football game there again. I, I'm just not so sure that it would be it'd be worth it to play Army Air Force there again. Yeah, agreed. I mean, and again, like the whole regional thing, because I guess with the Chicago local locals, it's hard, I guess, getting anyone east of the Mississippi. Um, let's see if I'm, my, if I'm getting my geography right. If Chicago is east of the Mississippi, which I believe it is, anyone east of the Mississippi to get like really excited about Mountain West football, yes. which, <laughs> which uh, I'm not, I'm not knocking the Mountain West, but it's just it's kind of hard to like, you know, stay up for the after dark games um, for a lot of the East, even in the Central Time Zone too. Um, so I mean, you are you are right about that. I will note this about a guaranteed rate stadium going a bit. I know we said we wouldn't do this, but going a bit of a ballpark tangent. Guaranteed rate field is kind of a funny ballpark because it's in a the when it was built, it was in sort of like a middle ground of ballpark areas where they're just transitioning from the concrete donut multi-purpose stadium uh mindset of uh, baseball stadium design to the Camden Yards era, which we see now with the neoclassical ballparks, where um guaranteed rate field and also the trop didn't fit in either of those eras so they're kind of like these like bland ballparks that i mean they're not multi-purpose they have good sight lines but they're also not they also don't have much character and i know that uh northern illinois played um toledo at guaranteed rate in 2016 and uh that game was on tuesday night i would have loved to see that game on a saturday to see how much attendance would be good because i think only about 10,000 fans attended um, to see Chicago's uh, Chicago's college team. And I know I'm going to incur the ire of Illinois and uh, Northwestern fans and even uh, Chicago Maroons fans. But um, I would love to see him on a, sat on, a, on a Saturday there, just on a brief aside, but maybe not Army Air Force, like you say. Two, two things. First of all, I misspoke earlier. 21-21 tie to open up Soldier Field, not 14-14. Uh, 
the second thing, I forget their nickname, but Chicago's team has got to be that sister at Loyola Chicago going to the Final Four. I mean, come on. Oh, yeah, Sister Jean. Sister Jean. Sister yeah, Jean. Sister Jean. Yeah. yeah, yeah, come on. Yep. No football, um, though. No football. Uh, fair enough. Um, so, so, yeah, Chicago – I, as a New Yorker, I just despise the city. But, um, <laughs> but other than that, I would like to see Soldier Field. What you were saying about guaranteed rate being in that sort of medium era, um, you know, I'm big into baseball stadium architecture and things like that. And once you get past sort of the neoclassical, right, so the Camden Yards and really the last neoclassical is Yankee Stadium um, slash – uh, City Field, which were built in the same same year. You have these modern ones. You have uh, Truist Park, right? Uh, you have Globe Life. Um, uh, remind me of some others. I don't know. Uh, uh, what's the one? Marlins Park. Marlins Park. Marlins Park. Yeah, Marlins Park. Um, they're built in a yes, definitely Marlins Park. They're built in this way that uh, uh, basically optimize ticket sales with this sort of suites behind home plate type um, area. But the newest, uh, you know, advancement in baseball stadia is this adaptability to football. And Globe Life is the first one to really take that head on. Um, and I'm sorry, I think I missed out. When was uh, the Padres, uh, uh, Petco, when, not Petco. Um, Petco, Petco was 04. Yeah, Petco. 04. Okay, so it was before the Yankee and City. Because uh, that's another, it's, it's kind of a retro modern. It's, uh, you know, it's a little different. Um, Audible this year. Yeah, that, that's going to be there. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but this, this newest advancement is, is being able to be a convertible ballpark rather than a multi-purpose ballpark. And, and I think that the, the Rangers for being the first team to really do that, you know, uh, distinctly did that very well. Uh, I, I would agree. Um, and I think, uh, I guess to sort of like, I guess push back a bit on that. I think that's sort of a return to uh, tradition because you look at all the jewel box parks, um, you know, they made football work in all those. You look at the Shibe parks, the Baker bowls, the, you know, Wrigley's of course, like they made, like, I mean, they made football work because I mean, there just wasn't space in the urban setting to do that. So I think, I think it's sort of like not as much something new as just like uh, a return to tradition. Yeah. And, and it's a lot different when, when everybody's, you know, watching the game on a, a 12 inch by 14 inch black and white TV screen. But when you have your 70 inch HD TV, it's like, all right, I don't want the camera to be at a weird angle. If I go to the game, I don't want to be, you know, I, I, it's not like this is the 1950s where you pay $4 and 12 cents to, you know, send your entire family to the game. You know, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm spending like, 180 bucks just for my wife and I to go like I don't want to sit 45 yards back from the sideline yeah that's true I mean it all works out it all works out to be the same because of inflation uh generally yeah, but... I don't know about that much but uh, <laughs> yes I, I see what you're saying <laughs> but uh, I guess moving on to our next venue um this one sort of plays on on Army's bowl partners in the future um looking at Charlotte uh with the Belk Bowl having um having a backup tie-in for Army, either I think it's this year and years where they're not going to the Independence Bowl. They have the backup tie-in for Army if the ACC and Big Ten. It's called the, the Duke's so, Mayo Bowl. Yeah, the Duke's, so. the Duke's Mayo Bowl. So the rule is it's actually in any year. It's not just Independence Bowl years. Oh, okay. Uh, in any year, in like the next, when they sign this contract, there's a six-year agreement or whatever. 
they're allowed to once for the Independence Bowl and once for the ESPN Bowl contract go to the uh, the Duke's Mayo Bowl instead if the SEC, ACC, or Big Ten can't fill their allotment. I have looked at the payouts for those bowls compared to the other bowls in those conferences. I think it's highly unlikely that Army goes because I think one of those conferences will send a team to one of, to that bowl because it means more money. Yeah, I agree. Like I looked at that too. It's like if if uh, the SEC or Big Ten or ACC were to not have enough teams, then they wouldn't send teams to like say for the Big Ten, the Quick Lane Bowl, for the ACC, like the First Responder Bowl, or whatever Texas ESPN owned bowl they're going to, and for the SEC, uh, the Birmingham Bowl. It'll be like those three bowls that like they wouldn't send teams to, and like not right. the Duke's Mayo Bowl. So uh, definitely agree on that one. But uh, I guess Charlotte obviously has interest in Army football. What do you think of them as a venue for uh, the Commanders Classic with uh, Fort Bragg, I guess, nearby? And I'm not sure if there's any Air Force bases in North Carolina nearby. Yeah, uh, there are, um, I believe there's an Air Force, uh, 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 Johnson Air Force Base, something like that that's nearby, um, but it's, it's not big. The problem is if they do it there, it, it won't be two years in Charlotte. Air Force, I don't think, would agree to that. You'd have to do, you'd have to do another neutral site somewhere, and I'm not sure where that would be. Um, Denver, maybe, but I don't know that a uh, uh, mile high is going to be monetarily worth it. It's probably too, too big of a price tag. Um, so I, I don't know. The, the, the issue is, other than Texas, the lack of places that make sense for Air Force. Yeah, and I agree, I guess. And then going on to your next point with, um, I guess, as our last venue uh, before I, I open the floor for venues that you have that you may think. Um, so, yeah, with Air Force, I guess, with a, with a home and home with uh, the home half being at Mile High Stadium and the home half being either Yankee Stadium or MetLife Stadium. Uh, do you think that could be something that's functional for the Commanders Classic or or not? I don't think that it's a big enough uh, game. I don't think the Commanders Classic brand is is valuable enough for an NFL stadium. Um, we asked Mike Buddy why this wasn't an AT and T stadium in Dallas across the street. And he basically said after you get past the price tag, there was no money to be made, even if you sold out. Um, you know, you, you'd barely be breaking even after you sold out. So I think that NFL stadia are out. Uh, Army Navy is certainly a big enough brand for that. I don't think that Army Air Force is. Um, so I, I think it would have to be not in a uh, uh, in an NFL stadium. So I could see a Yankee Stadium taking the game. Um, I could see a Coors Field taking the game. Um, I have no idea what the dimensions of Coors Field are and if that could work, but I could see something like that happening. Um, and even if it wasn't a home and home like that, uh, you know, if it was something like Charlotte and pick your you know, West Coast City, you know, do it in, in San Diego or something like that. I could see that working too. Yeah, I agree. And uh, on the Coors note, Coors has some of the biggest dimensions in the league to make up for the altitude. So it, I think it's definitely like more than, uh, okay. more than, more than good for a football game. Um, yeah, but I, I, I would agree with that for sure. Um, I mean, it makes sense. I, I guess it's interesting. I, I should say that uh, they wouldn't make money in a, in a NFL venue because I'm not sure. Are, is it just because the rent, the price to rent out the venue for that game? Is it just too high? Yeah. So, so you got to think about it. People are only going to pay so much money to go to this game. And it doesn't matter if it's in Globe Life Field or AT&T Stadium. They're going to pay 
pretty much the same amount to go to the game. So you have to sell all those tickets, but the, the price tag to get in the door at AT&T is a lot higher than Globe Life, um, especially because like this year, I think the Cowboys had a home game the next day and Globe Life is sitting there losing money while games don't go on. Um, so the price tag is a lot lower for the MLB stadia. And it just, um, if you're going to sell about the same number of tickets at about the same price, there's no sense in paying a higher price to get your foot in the door. Yeah, I understand that now. So yeah, okay, for sure. I guess that's better news for me. I mean, a ballpark football connoisseur, <laughs> but uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, it could also be in a, a like a, a classic, um, you know, a, a classic uh, uh, a college football stadium that doesn't have a home game that weekend. But are you talking like the Cotton Bowl or like you talking the Cotton Bowl or just like any on Certainly, yeah. Yeah, the Cotton Bowl, although after the great experience in Globe Life, I don't think they'll ever do it in the Cotton Bowl because Globe Life was just spectacular and it's a brand new stadium. Um, But I was thinking more like there has been rumors in the past of of like the Army-Navy game going to the big house or the Army-Navy game going to the horseshoe, right? And this is years and years and years ago. This, This is not a modern rumor. Um, but, but I guess my point is I could see army air force, you know, doing something similar where the price is cheaper to get their foot in the door. Okay. No, that that's, that's, it's interesting for sure. I mean, I'm not a fan of like college teams playing other college at other like colleges venues. I think it's kind of tacky unless it's like something like something kind of gimmicky. Like I know slippery rock played at the big house because like they have that longstanding relationship with Michigan, yeah, the Michigan with the, PA. Uh, the announcer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. Uh, yeah, so that was one thing. And, and they did that a bunch of times and like set all kinds of records for, I don't know if they're D2 or D3 or whatever they are. D2, they're D2. D2, yeah. So they set all kinds of D2 attendance records playing at the big house. Um, I do agree it's kind of tacky. Um, one thing I heard um, way back in the day, Michigan's AD uh, had gotten the idea of putting the Army-Navy game in the big house and said, you know what, that'd be awesome because it would really stick it to Notre Dame. And thinking that's the exact reason that Navy wouldn't do it. Um, but, but yeah, so I, I don't think it's impossible, especially for a rivalry like this one, where I think there's some sort of desperation to make it something more than it is, that trying to do something even a little tacky and testing it out once, going to do a game in a different college football stadium. And, and there's plenty of college football stadia that, like, for example, the Alamo Dome, right? Yeah, it's a college football stadium. What is it really a college football stadium? Like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, exactly. Um, in in some uh, in some intents, it's it's also a ballpark too because uh, the Rangers played some preseason games there at the Alamo Dome. But well, that'll <laughs> make you happy. <laughs> yeah, and actually, no, it, it wouldn't because it's definitely like I think the I think the right field wall or something was like was at two ninety five. Talk about a short porch, but um, yeah, so. I mean, yeah, I, I get that. I get that for sure. But I'm talking about, like, I guess, like, venues, like, made, especially for, like, that call, like, that, that school. I think the because... Alamo Dome, I mean, I don't love the Alamo Dome. It's, it's not a fun stadium by any means. But I think the San Antonio area is somewhere that, that you know, besides Dallas, that this game could call itself, uh, you know, call its home for, for a couple of years. Um, certainly, you said the Cotton Bowl is a great idea if it weren't so close to um, Globe Life. Um, you know, I, it's kind of hard, uh, you know, to think where else to put it, though. You, you really you have to think where are the big Army and Air Force bases and then put it somewhere 
you know, in driving distance. The only other place that comes to mind immediately besides Texas that has massive army and air force bases nearby uh, is the Florida, Georgia area. So funny enough, the Navy town of Jacksonville might be able to host it because you have McDill, you have Eglin, you have uh, Campbell, you have Stewart, you know, so, so Jacksonville could, could. Um, Atlanta, you know, it would be a little bit of a far drive for the Air Force guys, but, uh, but Atlanta could do it. Uh, I, when I think about it, it's where are the nucleus or the nuclei of Army and Air Force graduates located that would fill seats for the game. Texas is clearly one of them. The Florida, Georgia area is less consolidated, but is certainly another one. And I'm not sure where else that, I mean, they could do it in, certainly in DC, uh, but I don't think Air Force would agree to that. It's too far from home. And I mean, DC is pretty big too. I mean, I guess like if, uh, if, if, uh, if the Washington football team continue does or stops putting up tarps, um, it, it would be easy because I mean the the uh, the 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 capacity of that stadium is lowering by I guess well, the year. You, you could do it in uh, what's the old stadium there, RFK oh, or whatever they call it. RFK is kind of a dump now. I'm pretty no, sure. They're, don't they're get me easy. wrong; it's a dump, but they would make a lot of money. <laughs> like yeah, that that's true. Um, I'm pretty sure they're doing away with it though. I mean, I don't know if like okay. we talked about a downtown stadium uh are happening though but i think the last game in that one oddly enough was a georgetown a harvard game that i remember watching in a my barracks room but i think that well, drew well, the, only like two thousand folks the the bowl game that uh that used to be the military ball in annapolis was called i think the eagle bank bowl yeah and that was in rfk yeah i, I remember that for sure um yeah i, I think that's, that was like the last of the cookie cutters that are along with oco or whatever it's called Oakland coliseum now um, the, the, the last the, of the cookie cutters hideous stadium in the bay area yeah yeah um but yeah i think uh well do you have any venues that you that you haven't already um spitballed or yeah i think that uh the, the spitball stadiums if it were going to be atlanta i think it would have to be that center park or whatever would be the only affordable one there uh either that or uh, uh i forget the name of the stadium where the yellow jackets play which is essentially across the street from there. Um, but I, I think the Superdome or whatever they call it is way too big and way too pricey. The, and and the, other, the only other stadiums or stadia there would be Truist, Center Park, and then where Georgia Tech plays. Um, how old is that Georgia Tech stadium? Um, so the site, I think, is early 1900s, so like over 110 years old. Um, the, the structure itself, I think was built, I want to say like the thirties. Cause like there's a stadium beneath like the current seats. Um, so they built over that. Um, but still like a historic site, I guess like the structure is not as historic as the site is right. but still. Yeah. So I could see that I can see any of those stadia or I could see, um, you know, it would be expensive, but Jacksonville might work just because of the, the nuclei there or, or any of those Gainesville, you know, any of those stadia around that that area. Yeah, Citrus Bowl by chance. Uh, that the problem with that is probably too far from Army fans. Um, that's that's probably a bit of a drive, I would think from from uh, uh, where is it in in Columbus, Georgia. Um, it's, I think it's at least like six hours i think too if it's yeah, like talking west georgia that's probably a little far 
Um, whereas Atlanta from Eglin Air Force Base is less than four hours. Um, okay. And and it would be, might be six from McDill, but you still have a big Air Force Base there. Um, but yeah, I think, unfortunately, I think Texas is, and I, I say I, I say unfortunately, because there doesn't mean it means there's not more. I think Texas is really the best place, and and perhaps the only place that makes financial sense to do. Yeah, and I'd have to agree. Um, yeah, so I guess I guess if this does happen, I guess they're they're locked in for Globe Life. But it's just fun to I guess spitball venues too. One one we didn't throw out is America's Ballpark Fenway. Um, I'm I'm sure that probably makes your ears ring. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but uh no no i like fenway park i just uh i really don't want to watch army football at fenway park fair enough i mean not even atop the not even atop the green monster you know know where no especially not above the two uh (laughs) oh you know what the only way that i would do it is if i got like bucky dent to take a picture with me right underneath the sicko sign uh, above the green monster that's that's probably the only way you'd give it to go um (laughs) You know where I'd like to see an Army football game, and I know that they've played there in like the last 10 years, but I was not at the game, is uh, the Yale Bowl. Um, oh, I yes. Absolutely. I don't know how they would get that, that done. I don't know if this is the series for it, but I would love to see uh, Army play at the Yale Bowl. Just move the UConn game there. Honestly, like I, – I, I, I would pay – you know how much, how much more I would pay to go to a game, like for tickets – for Army versus UConn at the Yale Bowl instead of Army UConn at at uh, wherever that wrench heck UConn plays, which by the <laughs> way their own students don't know where they play, so it's not like they're losing out on anything. I in fact next time we interview Mike Buddy, I'm going to ask him if there's been any thought to move the UConn games to the Yale Bowl because Army fans would go and pay a lot more money. That, yeah, that is actually that's actually my favorite stadium. That's like that's one of the first stadiums, I guess, first college stadium I visited uh, in the Northeast um, at the on on a pass uh, from the academy. I mean, geez, love the there elbow. Are, Would love there it. are three. There are three college stadia that I have snuck into because they were closed, and I wanted to see them in person, and I didn't have tickets to a game, and or there weren't any games. One was the Yale Bowl. I was at a Yale lacrosse game in the spring, and I had to like. Like, I mean, you know how the Yale Bowl is. Like, you have to, like, the wrought iron fence, and I had to, like, shimmy through, and I got into the Yale Bowl and got to see it. The second was uh, Nayland Stadium in Knoxville, because we were driving through Knoxville, and I wanted to see Nayland Stadium. Now I hope it burns. Uh, and the third was the Rose Bowl. I think I've told you that story before, but there was a cricket match with $400 tickets, and I wasn't paying $400 to see the Rose Bowl. So I pretended like I was going to be a season ticket holder and they had a, an event where season ticket holders, like prescri- prospective season ticket holders could go pick their seats. So I went in to go pick my seat. I took the tour of the bowels of the Rose Bowl, went around, walked on the field, went up to go pick out my seat. And then I just left. No, I, Hey, whatever it takes, I will say this. If, yeah. if you want to go to a to an Ivy League stadium that you don't have to sneak into, uh, Franklin Field is always open um, for like walkers and stuff. I went when I went to the Palestra the first time. The first time I visited the, the Franklin Field was uh, when I went to the Palestra. And uh, I mean, it was open. People were walking in the track. Um, they weren't throwing toast in the field. If there's one thing you do, throw toast on the field for the toast Zamboni. It's fun. I almost pegged a, a small child, but <laughs> it was good in the end and it was well worth it. 
I, uh, being from North Jersey, I've never been to Franklin Field and I really need to get to go. Um, what I'm hoping for is that one year that the Sprint Football National Championship gets hosted at Franklin Field again and that Army and Navy go and I can watch the Sprint, Field, Sprint Football National Championship at Franklin Field between Army and Navy. That would be cool. Absolutely. Great venue. And it's like, it's like mostly unchanged. I think it's got like the best scenery. Um, I guess the best landscape of all the Ivy League stadiums because you can recognize the red brick building in like one of the end zones. Yeah. I mean, highly recognizable. But um, here, we, here we are going on a. Oh, yeah. go ahead. I, I was just say I'm partial to Bulls because I'm a Michigan fan, but okay, I, I yeah. do agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, the yellow ball. I mean, you can't like everyone knows about that one. I mean, like the the centennial. Everyone was like celebrating the centennial. I had the I have the coffee table book too. Like not with me right now. Kind of regret not taking it, but. <laughs> It was on my, it was on my, it was in my, uh, in my shelf hanging towards the door, like for any, anyone inspecting it to pick it up and just look through uh, the book, <laughs> the bowl full of memories, hundred years at the Yale bowl, which uh, definitely be a big piece of decor in my, in my next uh, duty station. But um, here we are another tangent. Uh, we yes. need, we need, we need Marshall. <laughs> we need Marshall. Um, but we got the, we got the meat of it all right of the podcast already done with. So, I mean, if you, if you stop listening, that's totally fine. You got the gist of it. Uh, come for the commander's class of talk and stay for the clap for the classic <laughs> Ivy League stadiums discussion. But James, yeah, thanks for coming on again. Uh, you know, yeah, if, I love having if you, you guys, on. If you guys want to hear more about uh, the Army Air Force game, details on the game, things like that, not just my perspective, but somebody else's perspective who was there, uh, check out the Azure Football podcast this week. It's probably going to drop around Wednesday. Um, we reviewed it ad nauseum. So, uh, you know, we talk about tangents here, listen to our tangents there. Um, Dan was also at the game and, uh, and we talked, you know, more about the game itself, but a little bit about the experience there. So. Okay, for sure. Yeah, no, I mean, I'll be checking it out for sure. Um, I, I do plan on posting this like next week, we got kind of a bit, a busy schedule ah, in terms of our pods. Right. But yeah, so it will already be out. So just go, backtrack go back and listen. And listen. Yep. yep. Yeah, just backtrack and listen to it. Uh, yeah, kind of, kind of got some important stuff to talk about in the MIAC with uh with the Yard HBCU Sports because that is the spiciest nice. conference race I think in Division One. So you're you're gonna have to update me on that because I know there were a bunch of conference realignments. And we'll do this off air, but a bunch of conference realignments where basically one of the HBCU conferences, you know, took all the best teams from the other, and then the other one is now a shell of its former former self. But um, but, yeah, I'll I'll ask more more about that off air. Uh, Absolutely. So on that note, um, again, thanks for coming, James. And thank you for having uh, me. Yeah, like fun time. And, uh, you know, we beat Air Force and on to on to Navy. I mean, you know, I'm pretty sure the ball, the ball bids locked. Yeah, we're at five wins, five and three. The ball bids kind of locked in. Yeah, just got to beat Bucknell. Bucknell or UMass, you know, either one. So until next time, though. Beat uh beat Bucknell this week, beat Navy down the road, and peace, love, and soul, everyone.